0: Section three of Mysteries of London, volume four. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Mysteries of London, volume four, by George W. M. Reynolds. The conversation concluded upwards of a quarter of an hour had elapsed when dr lascelles returned to the apartment in which he had left the blackamoor yes exclaimed the physician throwing himself into the chair which he had recently occupied that woman is indeed penitent truly penitent what proof have you acquired of this fact doctor demanded the black the confession which she has just made to me, or rather the motive which induced her to make it, answered Lascelles. But not to keep you in suspense, my dear friend, she has revealed something which only confirms a suspicion that you yourself had long ago entertained, if I remember right. And that suspicion is relative to Jacob Smith, added lascelles ah the woman has confessed it exclaimed the blackamoor she has confessed that jacob smith is her own son and that benjamin bones is his father replied the physician in a solemn tone my god what a parent that man has been cried the black his brows contracting and his voice indicating the emotions of horror that were suddenly excited within him when i recall to mind every detail of the history of poor jacob his neglected infancy his corrupted youth when i reflect that his own father was the individual who coolly and deliberately initiated him in the ways of crime just heavens i begin to think with you that the reformation of such a monster is An impossibility subdue your excitement my dear friend said the doctor and let us converse calmly and reasonably upon these matters first then explain to me the nature of your interview with mrs bunce observed the black i shall listen with earnest attention i went upstairs to the room in which she is located said lascelles and she rose from a chair the moment i entered but she started back in evident disappointment mingled with surprise when she saw me it was not you sir she almost immediately observed that i wanted to see i know that the master of this house is of dark complexion for i have caught a glimpse of him when he has visited my dungeon below i explained to her that i was a friend of yours and that you had deputed me to receive any confession which she had to make she appeared to hesitate for a moment and then burst into tears i have been wicked very wicked sir she said in a voice broken by deep sobs and it is only very lately that i have had my eyes opened to my sinful life the dark gentleman who i suppose is the master here has done this good thing for me and now he is going to provide for me and my husband but i shall not go away happy unless i tell him everything that weighs on my soul i spoke a few words of comfort to her and in a few minutes she confessed that the lad who bore the name of jacob smith is her own son born while she was the mistress of old death and before her marriage with bunce i informed her that jacob was well provided for and happy and she seemed deeply grateful for this assurance then i recommended her not to reveal this secret to her husband when they should be united again inasmuch as having entered on a new phase of existence together it would be useless and wrong to acquaint him with a fact calculated only to disturb that harmony she promised to follow my advice and appeared much eased in mind by having unbosomed her secret to me you gave her most excellent counsel doctor said the black then after a few moments reflection he added jacob ought not to be informed of this secret of his hideous parentage at least not for the present by no means exclaimed the physician his mind is tranquil he feels a certain confidence in himself and your friendship is his greatest delight let not that salutary equanimity be disturbed no it would be wrong and useless said the black musing i remember that in the course of the long narrative which he gave me of his life he mentioned the occasional scintillations of kindness which marked the conduct of mrs bunce towards him i also recollect that he observed to me how there were moments when he thought a great deal of any gentle words which she ever uttered to him or any kind treatment she ever showed him nature my dear friend nature exclaimed the good physician even in a woman so bad as she was at the time of which he spoke there were certain natural yearnings which she could not altogether subdue while on his part there existed filial inclinations and tendencies which he could not understand how much that villain benjamin bones has to answer for alas alas i fear that he is beyond redemption cried the black bitterly but no he added immediately afterwards in a changed and more decided tone we must not despair i am now anxiously waiting to hear your report concerning him observed lascelles he is still in darkness his night still continues was the answer a month has elapsed since i visited him for the first time in his dungeon and during the other four weeks that have subsequently passed i have had several interviews with him in the same manner these interviews have taken place in the utter obscurity of his cell and i have been constrained though with pain and difficulty to assume a feigned tone on each of those occasions at my first visit he declared in terror and amazement that he recognized in my voice something which reminded him of that of thomas rainford and then he seemed to be impressed with the conviction that i was the earl of ellingham his rage against the earl was deep and terrible and i saw too plainly that if he relapsed into a milder tone it was but to deceive me as to the real state of his mind and induce me to grant him some indulgences if not his freedom i visited him again on the following night and he spoke less savagely and more meekly but i mistrusted him yes i mistrusted him and i fear with good grounds i cannot give you a very satisfactory description of our subsequent meetings at one moment he has appeared touched by my language and has even expressed penitence and contrition for the past at the next moment he has exhibited all the natural ferocity of his disposition sometimes he has assumed a coaxing manner and has endeavoured to move me to grant him a light but i have hitherto refused one thing i must not forget to mention which is that never since the first visit i paid him has he once alluded to the impression made upon him by the sounds of my voice and never has he again addressed me as lord ellingham in moments of excitement or rage he has demanded in a wild and almost frantic tone who i am but seldom waiting for the reply he has relapsed either into a humour of stubborn taciturnity or of a meekness which i knew to be assumed indeed there are many points in his character and conduct since he has been an inmate of the dungeon which i cannot comprehend it is however certain that darkness has not produced on him the same rapid and important effects as upon the other five something more severe in the shape of punishment or something better calculated to touch his heart and appeal to his feelings is requisite at the same time i believe him to be already moved and shaken in his obduracy to a certain degree but reformation in respect to him must be a work of time on the whole you have hopes said the physician interrogatively yes when i call to memory all the particulars of his conduct and language from the first occasion of my visits until the last which took place yesterday i can recognize a change answered the black indeed i am almost convinced that if it were possible for me to speak to him at very great length to argue with him on the folly and wickedness of his past life to reason with him unrestrainedly i should be able to move him deeply but the necessity of maintaining an assumed tone and the impossibility of taking a light with me so as to watch the chantings and workings of his countenance and follow up those appeals or those arguments which appear to have most effect with him in a word the disguise i am compelled to sustain and the precautions i am forced to adopt militate considerably against my system in respect to him it would be imprudent for me to visit him on your behalf observed the physician on that memorable night when lord ellingham had him tidmarsh and mrs bunce in his power in an adjacent room and wrested from them all the secrets of their damnable plots and schemes on that occasion you know i was present and old death would therefore cherish only rancorous feelings with regard to me true said the black musing then suddenly starting from a deep reverie of a few minutes he exclaimed doctor i have thought of a plan which i hope and trust for the honour of human nature may prove efficacious in respect to that obdurate sinner but i hesitate yes i hesitate to put it into execution explain yourself my dear friend replied lascelles and i will give you my advice candidly and frankly in a word then doctor continued the blackamoor i have such faith in the soft persuasion of woman that i am half inclined to conjure esther de medina to assist me in this good work would she but consent to visit this great sinner or rather to address him through the sliding panel of his dungeon door i am certain that her eloquence aided by the musical tones of her voice and the deep feeling which would characterize her language i am certain i say that she would succeed in touching a chord in his heart which no words no appeal of mine can reach the physician heard with attention and began to reflect profoundly for my part continued the blackamoor i believe that the eloquence of woman when rightly used and properly directed is endowed with an influence and a power almost irresistible woman's mission is to tame and humanize the ferocity of man's disposition and the more antagonistic are the characters of two beings of opposite sexes thus to be brought in contact with each other the better for the purpose now decidedly no two living creatures can be more dissimilar in all respects than benjamin bones and esther de medina the former so savage and unrelenting the latter so mild and forgiving the one possessing a soul blackened by every possible crime the other endowed with every virtue that approximates the nature of woman to that of the angel i like your project i see not the least objection to it my dear friend said dr lascelles after a long pause during which he pondered deeply on the plan suggested do you think that miss de medina would consent to aid you in this matter i have no doubt of it returned the black you perceive that the dilemma is somewhat serious and not slightly embarrassing i cannot allow benjamin bones to go forth again into the world to recommence his vile intrigues besides to give him his liberty thus would be to defeat the primary object which i had in view in breaking up his gang to release him at present is therefore impossible and i scarcely feel myself justified in keeping him locked up much longer in a dark dungeon it would be unsafe to remove him into one of the apartments of either this house or that in turnmill street for such a crafty fox can alone be kept secure by massive stone walls and iron bolts what then am i to do with him how am i to dispose of him esther will assist me in this difficulty and god send that through her agency some salutary impression may be made upon old death's mind bear in memory exclaimed the physician an idea suddenly striking him that one of this man's horrible schemes was to avenge himself on lord ellingham by torturing esther de medina and when he hears her sweet voice revealing to him her knowledge of his atrocious designs and sincerely promising him her pardon when he discovers how much virtue and goodness there is in woman continued the black in an impassioned tone he will be moved he will be led to contemplate the blackness of his own heart he will find himself placed in such frightful contrast with that forgiving angel yes yes cried the physician emphatically it must be done you have devised the only means to produce a real and effectual impression on that bad man's heart and if he prove inaccessible to the persuasiveness of esther's tongue his case may be looked upon as hopeless the deep-toned bell of clerkenwell church now struck the hour of eleven and scarcely had the sound died away in the silence of night when a post-chaise drove up to the door of the house mrs bunce is now about to take her departure said the black everything is prepared in that respect harding and his wife have already received full instructions and the necessary funds and the sooner that the woman is safe out of this mighty city of temptation the better the sounds of several footsteps were now heard descending the stairs and a minute afterwards the post-chaise drove rapidly away from the house of all my prisoners old death alone remains to be disposed of observed the black as soon as the din of the wheels was no longer audible and it is to be hoped that he will not be a source of difficulty or embarrassment to you for many weeks more said the physician rising to take his departure End of section three.